Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from postersgrowing.com. This is episode 11 of the Grow Guide section, and in this episode, we're talking all about drying and curing cannabis. Now, this is an important stage of the grow. I know the plant has finished growing at this point, but it's still part of the grow process. If it isn't done right, you have a chance of ruining the cannabis that you've grown, either by drying it too quickly, which we can trap the sugars and the starches in, make it a harsh smoke and a bad flavor, or drying it too slowly where mold and bud rot can set in and it'll ruin the whole crop. So this is an important stage. So we offer some tips in here on how to get through the drying process as safely as possible without getting any mold and without drying it out too quickly. And we also give you some ideas on the best ways to cure your cannabis as well, just to try and get the best results out at the end of the grow. Now, if you have harvested recently and you need some help or you have any questions about drying and curing, then of course, head over to percysgrowroom.com and we'll see you there. We'll be able to answer any questions that you might have. But in the meantime, let's move on to the rest of the grow guides. This is drying and curing and we'll speak to you at the end. Nice one. We've covered everything so far from what medium to use, what size pots, what food to use, what lights to use, growing in a grow tent, growing. We've covered absolutely everything you need to know to grow your own cannabis up until the final stage, which is drying it after you've chopped it down. Now, last episode, we covered the harvesting bit. So you've made sure that the plant is ready for harvest. You've checked the trichomes, made sure that it's properly mature and it's ready to be chopped down. You've chopped it down and it's like, what the fuck do you do with it now? So essentially there's, there's a, there's a rule to try and you don't want to do it too quickly. You don't want to like stick some heated fans in there and blast the shit out of the weed until it's dry in three days. You need to give it time to naturally dry. So the starches and the sugars in the bud can break down and it won't be so harsh when you smoke it. So it's an important stage. And if you don't do it properly, you can ruin all of the work that you've spent the last few months doing. You have to make sure that the drying is done properly and not too quickly. So where do we even begin with such a massive subject like this? At the beginning. Sounds like a plant. Sounds like a plant. <laughs> so we've chopped the plant down and you need somewhere to dry it pretty much. So mm -hmm. where do we all dry our weed? How does that go down? TG, do you want to explain how you would dry yours? Yeah, sure. Um, well, in general, I, tr I usually just dry in the same tent that it was grown in. You know, because ideally you're going to want a closed environment, whatever that represents for you, whether it's your grow room or a different room. You just, the whole point of this drying exercise is to be able to control very, very tightly and specifically your humidity and your temperature for the duration of the dry. Um, and so tents work great for that because, you know, that's why we grow in them because they're closed systems as much as we make them and you can hang shit off the you know bars on the top i usually just hang a bunch of string across and then hang the buds from that um depending on how you dry you know but yeah i would i usually just use a tent and then um because my environment here is quite dry ambiently or normally i have to supplement with a humidifier if you're in like where gb is in ireland um, it might be too humid, so you might have to use a dehumidifier somehow. But um, yeah, humidified and a little bit of air movement around in there is what you want. But the closed environment is the is is key because, like I said, you have to be able to control your temperature and your humidity and keep it constant, like day and night for you know seven to f up to twenty one days. Even some some plants take. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. How would you do yours, Monkey? What's, you, what's your technique? Well, my new technique, and I'm going to say new technique because I've only used it for one cycle, is I, I now have a tent that I've outfitted for drying that includes the, the proper electronics to maintain the humidity and airflow correctly. But if you're a new grower, 
that's probably not where you're going to start. You're probably going to go to what I used to do just one cycle before that. What I used to do was hang in an unused bathroom that has no windows, so it's nice and dark. But it doesn't have to be a bathroom. It can be any room that you can make dark, a closet or something like that, or, or even an unused grow tent. Mm -hmm. But to, for me, it was just an unused bathroom. Turn the lights off, put a fan in there that's going to keep the air circulating. And then I would adjust thermostats and, and vents in a way that I had a very, very light airflow through the room. Hang, uh, I cut the buds, I, like I said before, by branches. I'd hang them up in there. And then over the period of about anywhere from seven to 14 days, the buds would dry enough to where I can finish the trim and put them in jars. Mm. Now, uh, GB, you use the drying rack, don't you? Yeah, I am. I I use a drying rack because I dry in such a small tent. I dry in a seventy by seventy, so it doesn't give you a whole lot of room to be hanging your branches up and down. It um and it the tent I find is it, it dries them a lot quicker as well. Mm -hmm. Um, don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it it takes about five days for me to grow or dry dry my weed till it's till it's good enough to go into the jar mm -hmm. at 55. Um well you say my with the micros what do you do? I pretty much just grow them in the same closet I grew them in. Mm -hmm. And it's uh now that I, I was listening to what monkey had to say, uh maybe that's not ideal because I started my next grow and there's a light in there, but All right. <laughs> they are hanging above light, so it's not direct, but that's what I've just been doing for space considerations too, because I don't have a lot of room, but, mm -hmm. and I don't have an unused windowless bathroom either. So well, well. people would usually try it in the dark because it, mm -hmm. you know, the photosynthesis might get the sugar started again in the plant there. And then that dries and it's broken down properly. So it's harsher, but then you have the people in Jamaica when they chop down their plants, outdoor plants in harvest, that will leave it to dry in the sun. They'll have sun dried cannabis. And that's why like Jamaican weed is going to be more brown. Yeah. Than that's green. a good point too so it, yeah it, it, it depends on personal preference as well you can do either one you have to do what's right for you and some people won't right. have that spare drying space at all so they do have to just go and hang it up in the tent with the light on while they've got something else running just do what you've got to do but preferably yeah. it should be in the dark you know that, that's the in preferred this, method in the summertime too i just i hang them up in my garage as well mm -hmm. it's usually pretty dark and a decent temperature so that's yeah. what i do with the outdoor because those plants are quite a bit bigger so See, my well, guessing we so, could even talk about alternative drying spaces if you don't have a spare room or a spare closet, mm -hmm. things like cardboard boxes. Cardboard box, that, man. Cardboard yeah. box is perfect for a small harvest. And then the cardboard will absorb excess moisture as well. But the, one of the most important things with drying is when you hang it up or you put it in the tent, you put it on the drying rack, anything like that, you need to make sure that there's a small fan in the room keeping the air moving out at all times. If the air stops moving in the tent, then it's likely that a mold spore is going to germinate and you'll get some mold or bud rot on your buds. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful that bud rot can just set in in a few days, man. You can have a bud be taken over by that nasty shit and it spreads really fast and it will germinate in stale air. So if you keep the air moving all the time, then you're less likely to see it. So it's important to make sure you have a fan in your drying room. So when you hang them up, because GB puts his in a rack, so that's all pretty easy. He trims it off the buds, uh, trims it all off the stems, and it, and you just put uh, the buds on there. Yeah, I will say you, you trim all the, the leaves, everything off, and then chop them up. That's an important thing to do, because if you've got a big, big fucking chunky cola, like ones that are like a fucking can of Coke or bigger, you're going to have to break those down, you know, because otherwise they, they're just a... A model for a mold fest mm -hmm. if you leave those big big nugs there and it takes a lot longer for them to dry as well yeah well also, i, well, I, I like to chop them up a bit yeah yeah just to make sure they don't get the mold yeah yeah what i like to do especially if you're growing in a scrug if you're growing in a scrug it's really easy you can just chop them at the base flip the scrug upside mm -hmm. down and that holds all your plants in then you just trim them there if you want to and you don't necessarily even have to trim them. You can just leave them as they are and they'll dry. It'll take longer because there's more plant matter on them. Uh, you know, it's going to take like 14 days rather than 10 to properly dry. But that is a nice easy way. Just top of the bottom, flip the screen upside down and the plants will hang. People usually hang the plant upside down as well. That's a, a pretty common thing. You'd put some string from one pole 
to another inside the grow tent or any you can get racks like an old laundry or washing rack when things are a drying rack for clothes and things like that that can work you can just hang buds on there where the stems are you know so you'll trim them if you were going to trim them and hang them up on string or anything inside the grow tent with a small fan blowing everything around and i mean that's about it really that that's you want you want to make sure it's clean because the more mold spores are in there the more chance you have of that multiple germinating and growing bud rot on your buds and that's something you want to avoid so you know make sure yeah. it's a nice clean space not too Actually, dusty TG. I was just about your mold comment or I have one of those drying racks that GB uses for the smaller harvest. Sometimes I'll cut the buds right off the stem and lay them right on there. Yeah. But I had an issue with bud rot one time mm. on my drying rack. Um, and ever since then, I've sprayed the living fuck out of it a whole bunch of times with both the bleach solution and alcohol. But I'm still like, hmm, probably not going to use that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, so, you had them spores, man. They survive through a lot of shit, don't they? Uh, they yeah. They want to take the tough. risk, man. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate when you do find your bud rot, so, you know, prepare the drying space, tie some string up and then chop your plant down and start hanging shit up after you've trimmed it. Some people like to trim after you know, TG, you do you trim beforehand, you dry trim or wet trim. what you do? I wet trim. Yeah. So you just chop it down, hang it up uh, and you trim it all off and then hang it up after yeah. you've trimmed it. Yeah. I, I basically do all the manicuring, save for cutting the buds off of the stem, or sometimes I, I do, depending on how big the, the harvest is and if I use that rack. But yeah, um, I'll usually knock off all the little the sugar leaves. I'll get some trim, you know. Uh, it's not just the fan leaves that I take off and then hang the whole plant. I, um, I'll, I'll usually take off all the main branches. Anything, because I use uh, clothespins, because I have, like I said, those strings hanging across the tent. Yeah. So I just hang the branches with using clothespins from those strings. So you need a little bit of stem to have the clothespin to grab onto. So as long as there's that, I'll take off, you know, the whole long branch or maybe a shorter one, depending on how long it is. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just knock off all the, the big leaves and then I'll come back around, knock off all the tips of the fan or the sugar leaves, keep that as trim. Once I'm happy with the manicure, sometimes I'm lazy, sometimes you don't need to manicure because it's like already nice looking. Mm -hmm. You don't have to manicure. I just, I just do because it's what I'm used to. And I don't know. It makes me proud. I guess when people are like, wow, that looks good or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, haha, you can't what have you it. Mean? I'd like a nice trim on my butt too. Yeah. yeah you know, same, same. So, but other than that, yeah, just hang them and, and wait. And like I said, those conditions, the 55 to 60% humidity with about 16 to 18 uh, Celsius for however long it takes, usually seven to up to 20 days, and then go from there. Nice and easy. Then it's just patience yep. from there, isn't it? Monkey, you say you uh, trim all your buds too, so you, you do the wet trim as well. No, actually, it's not really a wet trim. I strip all the fan leaves off. I leave the sugars alone, okay. unless they're like very large sugar leaves mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, no, you kind mean. of yeah. borderline borderline fan leaf kind of thing. It's no, but I leave all the sugar leaves alone. you do that? Um, if I can get a picture of a first, I guess I, I'm basically trying to remove all the leaf that doesn't have a lot of frost on it. Okay. Cause that way, when I come to do my trim later on my dry trim, anything that's left with leaf material, is going to be frosty material that goes into a trim bag to make hash or to make nice. oils with. Yeah. Good plan. So, I mean, that that's, that's why I started it. And, and to be honest, which I didn't even think about that until you asked me the question, but that's what I do now. And that's the reason it's done. And leaving that extra leaf on as well, it, it extends the drying period by a couple of days? It, it can sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. The more material, I mean, the longer stems you leave can, can even do that. I mean, if you leave long pieces of stem, mm -hmm. all that extra moisture in there can wick into your buds. It can slow the dry process down. So if you need to slow it down, maybe leave a little more material behind it. If, you're, if you want to dry yeah, yeah. faster, maybe trim a little closer. You'll go faster, steer it that way. Personally, to me, like a two-week dry is about perfect. That's where I like yeah, to be. Yeah. So if I can get close to that, that's, I'm happy. Well, you say, Marge, what's your plan? Do you, you trim yours? You only do the micro, so I assume you're just going to trim it all up and hang it. Yeah, well, I do, I do pretty much what Monkey does. Even with the micros, it just happens to take like five seconds instead of a lot longer for some yeah, of you guys. Yeah. But when I've grown outdoor, I usually take all the families off and then I hang them and I do the dry trim afterwards because, again, I'm saving all the sugar leaf and stuff too. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's just what I like to do. And then GB, you're in the drying rack, so you trim everything straight off and then just stick it in the drying rack. Yeah, um, and because I'm in the uber fucking illegal sphere where they'll they'll do you for trim and everything, they class that as smokable material. So I literally just trim everything off, dump it away, and throw in the actual smokable bud into the into the shelves. Takes a couple of days to dry. Not too, not too long. It doesn't take, like, I've, I hear people, like, take so upwards of two weeks sometimes to grow, to dry their weed. It depends on, on a lot yeah. of shit, doesn't it? There's a lot of factors, like mm-hmm. the, the temperature of the room, how fast air is moving around the room, humidity. Bud size, too. Bud size. The, the amount of, how quickly the air's been drawn out the room as well, so the humidity's been mm-hmm. moved quicker. In, yeah. Loads of things need to be taken into consideration, mm-hmm. but. Usually between seven and 14 days seems to be the average and it's a big average, but you know, 10 days seems to be the one for me around 10 days, but that will depend if I do a dry trim or a wet trim. If I do the dry trim, then it will take a little bit longer. You look at more 14 days rather than 10. You uh, use a dehumidifier, Mackie? No, no, just hang it Ah. in the tent with a fan blowing around. I don't You see, I use a dehumidifier and I have it set up with the ink board in my... Um, drying tent mm-hmm. that it it kicks in and kicks out so it'll it'll have a constant movement around but as the temperature or as the humidity starts peaking up it'll turn on the extraction mm-hmm. and suck it out but then when it's the humidity gets too low it'll leave the extraction on for way more so that it, yeah. it brings in more humidity from outside I mean, I'm always pretty, uh, the first couple of days after you've done your harvest and you hang the shit up, it's going to be spiking with humidity mm. in the tent as well because all the moisture just starts evaporating from yeah. the plant. So that's uh, something we have to deal with. But I think that just, it's, it takes too much time off the drying time if we use my dehumidifier. It'll take a couple of days off the drying time and dry it too quickly. And it, it makes the bud harsher. And I don't like that. I like to leave it longer to dry, you know, at least seven days. 10 days is where it starts to get better the longer the better honestly like as long as you possibly can but you know there's limits to that Mm -hmm. like we just talked about based on all those factors and also if you are worried about something like bud rot i mean if it's gonna happen it's probably gonna happen regardless like Mm -hmm. just throwing it out there but um, but I look at it like when you're doing the trimming, be very gentle with the buds because you know, like when you bruise an apple or a peach or something like that, then the mold is going to be more likely to grow in that damaged place. So I think if you're real gentle and you don't slam it down too hard and bruise the buds, yeah, I think that yeah, yeah. reduces the well, chance of it quite a bit. And you just don't smash the trichomes either. I yeah, that's what I'm thinking, every yeah. every time I fucking hang my plants in the tent and I hear this thud i'm always just like fucking god damn it you know like, <laughs> how many you know you we know the pain we all know the pain man yeah, oh no sucks. that was a fat one wasn't it? i just heard it yeah. go thud. <laughs> yeah um if i can you know shamelessly self-promote my youtube for a minute i do have a couple good drawing videos of how i actually do it like you know i videoed myself drying basically mm-hmm. um and they're they're you know like Greenbird said, I use the ink birds as well, um, just to regulate the on and off. Because, like I said, I don't want to get it too dry, but I don't want it too humid. Mm-hmm. Too humid. Yeah. Right now, I'm trying to dry these micro plants, so I'm using this my old actually mushroom growing chamber that has a bunch of holes drilled all over it. So it kind of diffuses air really slowly, but you still have to use the ink bird. But it's great for like small harvests because I, I threw some strings across that and I just hang little teeny plants in there. So it's like a tiny little chamber. That's actually a cool little chamber. Yeah, it works really well, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can check those out. But uh, definitely, like, whatever you can do to, to hammer down those conditions, um, unless you just have them naturally, that's great, too. Yeah. And you just hang them and yeah. leave them. But, uh, so yeah, what, for... When we're saying... Uh, um, about the humidity you say between 45 and 55% is good i'd say 55 to 60 even i i, I would have aimed at 55 higher 55 to 60 as well hmm. probably yeah oh. i i aim to i aim to to do mine at 55% humidity and i'd like to dry it as low as 14 degrees right mm-hmm. uh, that's it and that that just works perfect for me 
just gets dangerous when you start heading towards that 70% humidity, man. That's where yeah, mold that's likes the to come out at them, them kind of uh, humidity. Obviously, yeah, the higher the humidity constantly, the longer it will take. So in theory, the better the smoke because it's a nice long dry. Mm -hmm. But like Mackie just said, yeah, you're, you might incur mold because every day that it's in there is another day for the mold to start doing its thing. So, I mean, you want to get it out right as soon as it's good but not too soon that it's not good which is that's that's the fucking walk that you have to walk and that's that's a bit Air circulation trade, so. is fucking important man as long as you keep a fan blowing around there and but that yeah. itself don't um, when you put the fan in the drying room don't blow them directly at the buds because that will dry them too quickly again you're pointing no. at, at the wall or into yeah. the corner of the fan and then that'll I, help just keep the air moving around the grow tent rather than blowing about the buds yeah I like to put mine at the very bottom of the tent. Yeah, yeah. You, you take right. it down, have it about a, maybe about what half a, a rule or say twelve inches, ten inches off the off the floor, and just point it straight down. Straight put it on down. a low setting as well, isn't it? And, and, and on the lowest setting, yeah. Only have it on one. I just blow mine on the wall one too. Of these small clip on sixteen watt fans, you know, like little secret gardens. <laughs> or the Rams or something like that. Just a small little. Yeah. You could even go as if you, if you're handy. You can even go as small as putting in a, a small little like a computer fan and put yeah. one of them in. That will even keep the, the small bit of movement going. It depends on the yeah. size of the tent, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just make sure you're stirring the air a little bit enough, like Mackie yeah. always says, just enough to keep that mold from taking grab at anything. Yeah. Keep the air moving, man. Keep the air moving around, but not violently. <laughs> so under these conditions... So yeah. under these conditions, then say between fifty-five and sixty-five percent humidity, at around sixteen to eighteen degrees Celsius. Then how long does it take for the buds to dry? We say about uh, I say about yeah. seven to ten days. That's, That's a million-dollar question. Yeah. yeah. In the drying racks, so I would say five to seven days. Right. Yeah. And that's a good yeah. point because the reason why it does that is there's less moisture in it. Yeah. As the buds yeah, yeah. dry out, they'll be trying to suck moisture from the rest of the plant, which can be in the stems. And if the stems aren't there, it's not going to be able to pull the moisture from it so it dries quicker. And this right. is where uh, the, the whole curing thing comes in. As the buds dry, they'll be getting more dry on the outside and there's going to be moisture on the inside of the buds, especially the fat buds. You know, They'll have a lot more moisture on the inside. So it might feel dry after about seven to 10 days, but it probably isn't dry enough to be curing yet. When you put that shit in jars, the moisture is going to disperse from the middle of the buds back out to the outside of the buds. And that can damage the terpenes and reduce a lot of flavor on your buds. And you don't want that. So you need to make sure that the buds are properly dry before they go into jars for curing. Is there some way that you will uh, make sure that the buds are dry before they go into jars? Is there some technique you use? What about you, Snap. Monkey? Do you, do you... Snap test, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that when the plant's hanging take take one of the uh, lower edge buds and take that branch close to the bud and just twist it and see if you get a nice little pop a nice little mm -hmm. crack if you get a nice little crack chances are moisture level is good enough time to trim time to put them in a jar nice i mean that's it's as easy as that isn't it really if if you bend yeah. the bud and it and the and the uh the stem it's on just bends yeah. then that's not going to be good enough to still too much moisture in the bud for it to be cured properly. So when it actually snaps off with an audible snapping sound, that's when the bud is ready to go into a jar. If you put it in before then, then it's probably too wet. And that might, like I said, it might damage your terpenes, which will damage the flavor. Or it, if it's really wet, then it's that could also have mold start growing in the jars again. And you don't want oh, that on the last step just like that. Yeah, I don't imagine that. that. Yeah, all that time growing your product and you're going to sit there and put it in the jar too early and watch it mold. What a heartbreak that is. Mm. Don't want to go there. You know, if I'm, I'm actually right now, I have a bud of this Kelly Berry from a micro grow that I'm doing this exact thing. And it is too wet because I put it in now when I'm grabbing it, it's like really squishy. It almost doesn't feel dry. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. I can't smoke this now. I could, but it's going to be very unpleasant and almost like a waste of good bud right mm -hmm. and having now to dry little narbs like individually if i don't have a drying rack set up like Greenbeard uses then 
this is a pain in the fucking ass. Now I have to leave like the, the jar open for 45 minutes at a time and then not forget to close it, which I've done yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. So yeah, proper drying is important. And don't don't put them in the jar too too early either. Yeah, they, Make sure they're it's, snapping. It's important. Yeah. I, I have found that uh, when I've put them into the jars maybe a day too early and you can see just a little bit. If you empty the whole jar, I do it kind of every every time with a, a new harvest anyway. When I put them in, I empty the whole jar out onto a tray hmm. and just leave it out for about a half an hour and then I put it back into the jar and I do the same at the next one. It takes me the guts of a day to go through all the jars. It is a pain in the it. ass. But it just yeah. ensures that all that yeah. extra little bit that was in there that's going to come in, it's going to kind of just dissipate off nicely. Yeah. Um, and I don't just know how, make it nice. Um, one of the methods I use quickly is, I don't know if this is how scientifically accurate it is, but when I hang all my weed, I'll take, like, assuming it all goes into the tent at the exact same time, I'll take the, the heaviest bud, like the biggest, fattest one in there, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll weigh it, um, and I'll write that down. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll let it dry for the duration of the seven or 10. And as soon as it gets around like maybe eight to nine days, I'll start weighing it every day. And as soon as it hits that 25% mark or about mm-hmm. 30%, maybe 25 to 30% of the original weight, I'll say everything else is dry also, because if the biggest mm-hmm. bud is at that point, the rest should be at that point or a little teeny bit too far. So then when I jar it, that moisture, like Mackie was mentioning, should come out and just nicely equalize everything, which mm-hmm. In my experience growing for the last decade that's what happens so yeah that's cool too but it's you know then you got to remember where that paper was and i've also lost my weights many times i'm like fuck which bud did i pick and you know <laughs> so good yeah. plan though man really good plan. it does work though yeah yeah but just not making sure that it's properly dry but they're not too dry you know you don't want it to be overly dried at the same time it takes practice but you find that balance, you, you know, but when it's snapping yeah. after, after stem, that's a good sign, but it's ready to go into the jars, but don't leave it like three days after that they're snapping off the branches because then it could be too dry. So I was just going to say quickly, I know we say this all the time, but when you, when you grow out a bunch, especially the same stuff, you kind of just know. Mm-hmm. So there's that too, you but yeah, sorry. I, I kind of so, cut you off there. So then uh, once you're happy about their dry and the buds are dry, then you start putting them in jars or airtight containers. And it's important that they're airtight because you're going to do the curing process now. And like I said earlier, there's, it might feel dry. Your buds might feel dry. And even though they are snapping off the branches, there's still going to be more moisture in the center of the bud that hasn't been able to evaporate properly because there's loads of bud around it rather than the moisture that's on the surface of the bud, which can get to the air easily and evaporate. So when it goes into an airtight container, then high concentration to low concentration or entropy starts kicking in and it tries to balance out the level of moisture in the bud. So it it disperses from the middle to the outsides of it. And then that's going to get into the air inside of the jar as well and try and level all the levels out. That's what entropy does. So then you pop the lid off and let all that humid air out after it's passed from the middle of the bud to the outside of the bud and then into the air around the jars and then yeah open the jar to let that air out and put some new drier air in for like 15 minutes and then you just seal it back up again and let the process just go over and over again like that and it slowly evaporates the moisture from the buds which gives time for more sugars and starches to break down and it just ends up giving you a better flavor and a better texture of smoke at the end in my opinion i mean that that's my technique that's how, how i do it it takes a while, but it ends up with a good cure. I find Labor that the cure love, actually yeah. gives a better mm-hmm. potency to your buds as well. Mm-hmm. But it decarboxylates after a while as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it a just seems bit, like yeah. a well-cured weed is just stronger, better-acting smoke, to when I grow it at least. So. It brings out a lot of other complex, uh, like terpenes and other flavor molecules too mm-hmm. in a well-cured mm-hmm. bud i mean in the chlorophyll um like to your harshness comment uh, a lot of people don't like the taste of chlorophyll um chlor- i mean the greenness of the bud doesn't necessarily there's some really well burning really bright green bud too but mm-hmm. that's kind of why bud goes you know kind of darker browny yellowy um because mm-hmm. yeah the, the chlorophyll is broken down into something i'm not sure what the what it does break down into but 
yeah um it just tastes better and burns better in my opinion too i agree with you guys um, I think uh, we remember Swami talking about the khaki green color of his cured bud, a long mm-hmm. cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He cures for a long time, too. Yeah, six months yeah. at least, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Minimum up uh, and then out there up you know, 18 months on down sometimes. So, Crazy. Yeah. The mm-hmm. listeners, you know, you don't have to cure for that long, but curing yeah. can be done for a long time. You want at least a week. Long. Yeah, at least yeah. a week is a good amount of time to wait. You know, after then, then you can start smoking and try and get some appreciation mm. for the bud you've cre- created there. But, you know, two weeks, a month, two months, the longer, the better. The, you leave it a few months if you can. But Most, once you start producing enough bud and you can try long mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. yeah, it's worth it's worth trying. Yeah. <laughs> Grow a shitload so, you, you know, you smoke, you can't smoke it fast enough, so it just cures by being there. Yep. These know. dickheads in chat, man. If you cure as long as a Mackie joke, that's a called a long cure. I told the <laughs> fuck, I told that muffa dietist joke <laughs> one time, one time, man, and they've never let me live it down. Never. Dietist fuck cure. Here yeah. now. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that was but, good. What kind of containers you guys use? I'm, I'm, I am sacrilege. You know, I use plastic containers for my organic goods. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all glass, man. I'm glass as well. I like glass or steel. I just, I just feel like these plastic containers get me a good airtight seal, and I can, you know, it's just it works. If it's man. like good food grade plastic, that's not like you know Dollarama. No offense mm-hmm. to Dollarama, Dollar Store. Sorry, I don't use a brand, mm-hmm. but shitty plastic that's off gassing, right, and smells yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's no reason. Like lots of LPs here in Canada use like those those screw top like yeah, lockable buckets. Yeah, yeah. buckets. yeah, five gallons. I was, so. see, I was seeing out in, in legal states here and some of the the grows using food grade five gallon buckets. Well, you know, to keep butt in. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Glass is expensive in that size. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, I've even got glass jars. It's not like I don't have. I've got in my loft. I've got like twelve jars, man, from massive harvests I've done in the past. But I'll find for the yeah. best flavor and the best cure using my plastic tubs. Uh, they just give me better weed at the end, man. Hmm. I don't know I what just it like is. The looks of the, of the glass. I don't know. I like to see my buds. Yeah, yeah, they do cosmetically yeah. look nice. You know, some two liter kilner jars full of buds, man. You just got That's, a selection yeah. of them. It's a beautiful got, man. sight, man. Uh-huh. Me too. And, um, and I'm not gonna lie, man. It's there's a lot of pride when you when you're a home grower that you mm-hmm. can you can display it like that. It feels good. Yeah. It's like art on on the mantle by the fireplace exactly. or something. You know, like look at all <laughs> these like like... jars. Nobody else sees them but me. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. I like to break me, me Jared, me harvest up into weeks. So like I'll have. I know, well, that's a week's weed, that's a week's weed, that's a week's weed, and I know how many weeks I have. What jars you put them in? Do you put them in jars or plastic? I put them into kilner jars, right? You know, into the pretty standard. Jars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's I, standard I, the I wonder what you know in the ratio of like people who buy those jars. How many people use them for weed, and oh, how many sure. people actually use them for <laughs> canning? You know, nobody <laughs> uses them for anything. They're only bought by weed smokers, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always notice in the like, big box stores around town around October. There's no yeah, more exactly. oh, jars around. It's yeah, always it's around done, October. <laughs> But buy, buy high-quality, good shit kilner jars. Don't buy cheap ones because if there's an air leak, yeah. then the, it's not going to work the same. If there's air that's able to escape with the moisture in it, it's not going to cure the same. You need to really lock in that moisture for 24 hours. Because uh, let, let's go through that before we move on. Um, like w- When it's dry and it's snapping off the branches and you put it into the jars or the tubs, you're going to fill them about a third of the way. Don't fill them to the top. It needs to be just about a third of the way. It needs to be some space in there for the air to move around. So, and you can give them a shake and shit like that as well. And then you'd seal up, you'd close the lid, make sure that it's all airtight and sealed, and then you'd leave it for 24 hours. And, and then after 24 hours, you'd, uh, you'd pop the lid again and leave it open for about 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. It doesn't need too long. If, it, if you open it up and it's really wet again, like you touch the buds and they feel really wet, then like GB says, you might want to take them out, spread them out to get more air to them. But then, you know, as soon as they feel dry again, put them back in and start the process over and over again and just keep repeating that every 24 hours or so, open the jars, let some fresh air in, let the old air out. If it feels really wet, just let it feel dry before you close them back up again. And over time, the moisture just slowly escapes and you just end up with some pucker. Parker buds. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
remember an interaction on the forum way back when with Ali Bongo where they were talking about their sea vaults they sell mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And I gave them shit because I was like, oh, those are just overpriced, blah, blah, blah. you know, and they are expensive. However, I own yeah. multiple of them. And I never, yeah, I didn't buy any of them because like, mm-hmm. they're expensive. Uh, they just they're came expen- into possession. Of- yes, I have them now. I have actually a six liter <laughs> one that's fucking huge. Um, and I have to say, they're great. They, they work really, <laughs> they work really well. Um, and they're easy they're they're a bit more wide than a kilner jar so you can like flip the weed around to really get it you know the air spread around and stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I like those too but again they are expensive and kilner jars do literally the exact same things i have about 40 kilner jars so i'm a big fan of those too yeah so but yeah I, those things work good too i like to not overfill the kilner jar when you do get it kind of when you're looking at the jar fill it up about four fifths of the way leave a bit of a gap at the top because it gives you a bit of room to shake it up to agitate it the two thirds mm-hmm. is good two thirds mm-hmm. because there's plenty of space for the buds to move around then as well mm-hmm. especially if you've got the big ones you don't need to fill them up too much i mean when when it's dry and the curie is like done it's never really done but you know it's properly dried and the humidity isn't changing much then uh then then fill up the jars a little bit more but during the cure, I think two thirds is good. So there's plenty of airspace for things to move around then. If you do over dry them in the jars as well, you can always throw a dry uh, live leaf mm-hmm. into it as well, and that will help yeah. put a bit of moisture back into the into the jars. And some people even use like it. orange peel or lemon peel or something, but that might uh, obviously something so powerful like citrus and, and lemon is going to change the flavor. Too, you know, yeah, you know, you, yeah, you can. And they, mm-hmm. you, it's a lot of moisture. I've done that, and it's mm-hmm. like, holy fuck! Now my weed feels like fresh. Yeah. It you know, it's a lot of moisture. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised, isn't it? It's, it's a lot. Yeah, of, really. Even in a leaf, man. Even in a leaf, there's a lot of moisture mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. So if you do something like that, keep an eye on it, and when it feels like it's back at the right levels again, then take the leaf back out and just leave things sitting in there. But if you're Ooh. careful with the drying process and and the curing process, then you shouldn't dry it too much. Once it's in once it's in the jars or the plastic tubs, whatever you, as long as it's airtight, it's not going to let the moisture out. So it should stay around the same level. And if you're going to use a certain amount, like GB does with his, use smaller jars to to take out. So you use this for a week and then you don't have to disturb it because then the moisture is not going to escape. But always keep an eye on it just in case mold does start to form in any of the jars as well, because that might, that might happen. Mm-hmm. You never know. So keep an eye on that. I mean, how long yeah. would you guys cure for? <laughs> as long yeah. as i can indeed that's right <laughs> as long as it's there in the jar basically. until it's gone maybe yeah, yeah i did my last species 8472 that i grew i was proudly i i kept it because i was waiting for to do some tests on it but i actually had it for 10 months it was cured for wow nice. and it was it definitely had some like muskier notes to it at that point mm-hmm. that's um, the most yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, no it was still very like good i'll say so yeah mm-hmm. it was nice i don't know if i like it that long though so no yeah, I, I've, it's very subjective uh, i bought a tent out from the loft like after a year of not using it before and started setting it up and then in the corner this fucking bud you know and it, it looks like it's in decent condition tent was cleaned and all this shit but you know sometimes shit just gets left behind and i, I scooped up this bud and i was like i'm gonna save that for later because i know that's gonna be the shit and it was good man it was good it was good <laughs> enough for me to remember it now and it's been fucking ages since that happened but yeah, that, that long ass cure that cbn yeah. mixed in there you know that when it converts from the thc to the cbn and shit like that and it just gives you an all-round kind of high you just don't get the opportunity to cure for long enough when you're it depends home. on the strain i find long some certain strains though you get that nice long carriage it's exactly what you're describing there that just turns into a very rounded mm-hmm. very full high mm-hmm. yeah. so if you can cure for at least three months and you know just and you don't need to open it every day i mean the the everyday opening comes for about a week maybe two weeks depending on how wet it is but when it feels right and it feels like it's at the right consistency and every time you open the jar, it doesn't feel like the moisture's changed too much. And you can use little humidity sensors you can put inside the jar as well to keep an eye on it. And yeah, if you have that around 55%, I 
And I know what is it, 58 to 61 is preferred, isn't it? Something is, like that. Is that right? I think Bodiva 62 is what they say. Yeah, we don't really act integra pack, but yeah. No, no, you shouldn't need them if you cure. If you yeah, follow exactly. all the things we've just said, you, you won't need moisture yeah. packs. And that's Those it. And adding anything like that can taint the flavor of your buds. And we'd like to just try and keep the buds in the jar. But if you feel it necessary, you can get the humidity sensors with little screens on, tells you what what uh, yeah. humidity is in the jar. And yeah, you can, some, you can buy lids mine, man. for just, your Kilner jars with that built in now. You can, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That, they're yeah. very expensive for what they are, but mm-hmm. they're cool. They're not necessary. You yourself if you want. You no, can no, actually no, buy the round ones and mount them yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly pretty easy man and you just it just takes patience and when it's dry you can smoke it it's not like you can't smoke it until it's cured you can smoke it and it will be nice it will still be beautiful weed but it will just get better over time especially if you cure it properly it, it i mean just... always is the best when i'm at my last jar and it's come <laughs> to the end of it because yeah. it's at the perfect time it's like sure. six yeah. to seven weeks it's been curing basically in the jar and it's just fucking gorgeous. And you'd be like fucking back to street shit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much it, though. That's the cycle, isn't it? When you've chopped yeah. it down, you're just bringing out that moisture as slowly as possible. And this is what trying and curing is all about. Don't hang it up and blast out. Don't put it in the microwave or the oven or use a hairdryer or any shit like was... that because you're just going <laughs> to ruin what you've spent months putting I, together. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about the toaster? Toaster bud? If you have to, then you have to. But what I've found, because we've all been there, we've all been like, he's trying, but I'm going to speed dry this one, is you yeah. use up so much of it if you don't let it dry properly. Have you noticed that? It's, it's like yeah. the it buds will... are wet and you'll use like two ounces in, in a day <laughs> because you've fried too, it or you know? something. And it's shit weed. Yeah, it's just like, just try and hold off, man. Just and put it in your toaster. Ready. I did that. Yeah. I've done that. I put a... F- Oil basket in my toaster basket, and then I put some weed in there that was wet as fuck, and I pressed down. It doesn't work. It makes it taste like really hot, not dried weed, or you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, don't don't take shortcuts on your drying and your curing right, because you know you work so hard to get to this point. It's, so. it's such an important stage, man. Can't stress that enough. If you if if you harvest at the right time dry correctly and cure correctly you're gonna have good shit it, it, these those three things at the end of the life cycle massively important man you want to get them right take your time make sure the weed's done it is man and you're gonna have yeah. so much beautiful weed you'll be so happy <laughs> now one mistake i made early on was i guess you call it bud vanity i decided to leave the buds in larger pieces and put them in jars mm. to cure didn't break them down far enough. And of course, if you do, if you've ever grown and you do that, you know exactly what you're fighting. And that's exactly what happened is the bud went sour and had to get rid of it because I was stupid. Mm-hmm. I didn't break it down to individual buds into the jars. I was leaving clusters. So, you know, that's like, right. Big buds are kind of and like, they look great on Instagram or whatever, but like, fuck mm-hmm. me, you put one of them in a jar. You can't fit any more around them because <laughs> right. it's just the most inconvenient yeah. thing. So don't be, yeah. Don't be it really is that proud. vanity, the vanity bud you were saying monkey yeah, or really. the bud porn or whatever you want to call it. But it went, oh yeah. man, I'm going to show this one off. But when it goes yeah. bad in the jar in the cabinet, it's like, boy, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lost a 27 gram gram bud because I was, oh man, I'm going to save that one. Yeah, right. I saved You're gonna it right for the trash can. Anyway. But so, at least yeah. you'll have your Instagram post to remember it by forever, right? So, of course, if any of this and or anything else that you've heard throughout the whole Grow Guide series, if you need any help or you have any questions, then head over to persysgrowroom.com, sign up to the forum, start a thread, and there's lots of people there who are more than happy to help you. You just have to ask. So you should be grown by now. If you've reached this far through the series, if not, we haven't done it properly because we should be convincing you all right now to start growing your own cannabis. <laughs> and you have all the information you need. So pop your seeds. All the information is in the in the series over the last 11 episodes. So you can learn everything you need in, in uh, right there. And then you can go over to Percy's Grow Room, start up a diary, and we can help you finish the grow and make sure you get a harvest. Yeah. 
pretty easy. Yeah, Anybody can do this. Mm -hmm. So do it. Do it now. We have some list of questions we should cover. We just had somebody drop into the chat, so we'll cover that while they're here. What's that? Uh, Fern Goddess Healing. What's up? Thanks for joining us. Can you make edibles or oil with bud that hasn't been dried yet? Just curious. Ma, do you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. Um, I never do. <laughs> That's the short answer to that. I always dry it first. Right. And then decarb it. Because you have to decarb it too. And I'm not really sure what would happen if you're mm -hmm. decarbing fresh weed. It would probably mm. be pretty, Think, I don't know. <laughs> well, be, be fresh weed is very full of water, right? So you yeah. have to deal with it would still decarb like I think the resin would, but you definitely it would taste fucked probably. Yeah. So it's you're think you're better off drying it. And I mean, if you want to do it quickly, you probably don't have to cure it if you're just gonna use it for edibles anyway. Mm -hmm. You could skip the curing process and, and go right to decarbing for your edibles, but you're probably better off waiting till it's dry and doing it fresh. My in my humble goes, opinion. My brain <laughs> goes to fresh hash that you could turn into edibles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're probably better yeah, off doing right. that. Yeah. Yeah. If if you had if you were only planning on using it for edibles, would it be easy or would it be would you be would it be possible to do it in you know these contraptions that you get for for drying out flowers for fucking for the for doing the artistry dehydrator dehydrator yeah so would you be able to throw in some fresh cannabis dry it out really fast in one of these things and then decarb it. Well, if you it's only interesting. Want for it's interesting that you bring that up because when we were talking about the drying and curing, I pulled out the Ed Rosenfall's book, Cannabis Grower's Handbook. I bought a copy of that after he was on the show. And he does talk about quick drying, even though we're saying don't do it. He said there's a few methods you can do, although he doesn't recommend them. And he said, basically, your weed will be shittier. But <laughs> yeah. he, does, he does talk about food dehydrators to fast dry buds. Ah. But of course, you don't want to do it for your bud. You're going to smoke probably because no. it's going to evaporate the terpenes mm. um, if you're not careful with the temperatures. But it is, and it's going to kill some of the flavor too, and it will kill seeds. So yeah, so it is. But it if you're looking possible. to try it, yeah, for if you're doing mm. it for edibles, it looks like you could do that as well. If you don't want to wait the seven to ten days. So the answer is yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. That's right. Pretty trim though, man. That sounds like a plan. It does, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It sounds like a plan even for me because you could fucking dry all that shit out very quick. And do you have a food dehydrator? No, but I can buy one very easy. Yeah, they're not that expensive. They're I have not ones. that expensive. No, I bought I them for drying them. out mushrooms. My trim is no, just sits in a paper bag in my basement. <laughs> it essentially is a food dehydrator down there. So I don't cure that. Yeah. And I always just use it for edibles. It works great. Mm. we have a question there as well for you tg this one will be a good one for you uh, from stutty oh, this one oh good how do you know your seeds are ready to harvest do you just wait for the trichomes to turn amber like in a normal grow or is it different when you're just wanting seeds i think like a general rule of thumb is like whenever the pollination and the fertilization happens and for surely happens um, five weeks roughly, give or take, but um, to check whether they're viable or not, you know, they should start bulging out of their calyxes uh, or their bracts, I should say. Not all of them will pop out, but there'll be like, you know, a couple that are like, hey, look at this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they should be brown and mottled. There are, you know, I've seen a lot of, or not a lot, but a few um, pictures of the freak show that has white seeds that are apparently still viable they look like white seeds generally mean immature seeds and if you do it the the other test is the squeeze test so if you can get some tweezers or something and pop one one or two seeds out and just take between your forefinger and your thumb and, and mm. give them a, a decent squeeze not like fucking the hulk squeeze but yeah. you know if they break then they're probably not quite ready yet because the shells are still soft and or they're just immature but if you can squeeze them and they don't you know smash together then you're probably good but yeah, that brown modeling is is a good sign as well as the you know five to five and a half week uh, time frame. Sweet. Yeah. Good question. Thanks, Stussy. Yeah, it's a good one, man. Good, good answer. Yeah. Nice one, TG. We got we had one from in the chat earlier from Unsure. Say the hey team, quick question: Can I repot my really lanky seedlings uh, so deep that most of the stem is buried? Yeah, that's ideal. It's a good time to do when you when they're seedlings. It's a good time to do it. Man. I, that's when I do it too. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just get the lanky ones, but you can bury them deeper. Yeah. Nice and easy. Well, you, say you'll get roots will grow out of what the stem that you did mm-hmm. plant underneath. Yeah. And uh, it should be fine. It's just, it's difficult getting the pot planted. You know, that's the, uh, you know, in a deep, deep pot you'll need because you have to bury it extra deeper. That's a pain in the ass, but it can be done. I, I do it regularly. That's what I do with uh, most of my seedlings after they've grown, just to make sure they're at a nice level. But don't plant them too deep either. You know, you, it's good to have that, that little bit of stem before the growth starts. So don't like put the leaves on the ground. <laughs> Maybe like an inch, inch is good. But if it's stupidly tall, then yeah, very deep. To the fucking, right to the surface. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a cactus or something. But yeah, you still need the roots room to grow down too, right? Into mm. the soil. So, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just, that, that's a funny image in my mind. It's why I like using the easy plugs so, so much. Mm. Yeah, like they, after like two, three days after they sprouted up, it's, perfect time just to pot them straight in and they'd be always that little bit leggy as well nice yeah, yeah it's a pain in the ass when that happens but you know yeah. keep a good fan on them make sure that they're not too far away from the light and they won't stretch so much as well so maybe if it happens regularly then adjusting either one of those would be a good idea that's what I do wrong just don't put a strong fan on it because I usually put the seedlings in with big plants you know in the vegetant where there's autos finishing and they don't get the same kind of breeze as they should, so they can stretch a little. That's the way it is. Just bury it when you're transplanting. Nice and easy. So, yes, I think that's all the questions that we have. Didn't see any more pop in. We had Chili was asking if anyone was going to the... Oh, right. Uh, to the... And a cup there. Mm-hmm. Um, I see um, Unshaw. He said, um, thank you, because he would have actually... Buried them up to the leaf. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, don't do that, bro. Oh, you that far up. No. no. So, you are very welcome. Yeah, man, but that's about it. Yeah, that's... There we go, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode 11, which is all about drying and curing. I hope you learned something throughout this whole grow series, episode one to episode 11. And if you know anybody who wants to learn how to grow their own, then feel free to share this grow guide series with them. It's been a pleasure. We're going to have a week off next week. So we're just going to have interviews on on Monday, Wednesday, and on Friday. There'll just be interviews going out next week. There won't be cannabis news and grow guides as usual, but we'll be back to normal schedule on the week after that. Uh, so there's no show on Sunday, but we'll catch you next week for uh, the interviews. And then the week after that, we'll come back with some news and some grow guides and things like that. But I hope you enjoy the series. Please uh, leave a review. That would be massively appreciated. Head over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash homegrown and subscribe if you haven't done that already. And just share the podcast with your friends. That would be awesome. But for now, we'll catch you next week. Have a good weekend. Stay high, stay safe and all that. And uh, yeah, thanks again. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.